All right, guys, what's going on today? We are going to be talking about our fifth piece of the friendship pyramid, which is sport. And our subcategories are intensity and competition. So will be our second to last episode. The last episode will be discussing the uh, gentle wrap that lays over top that is community and support systems. And that's kind of going to uh, finish up the friendship pyramid and kind of how we think about this. So sport is our tip of the pyramid, right? It is our use sparingly, if you if you will, from the uh, food pyramid. And I think that that analogy actually fits pretty well when it comes to sport. The A number one issue that people run into when they start into CrossFit or when they really more likely probably get about six months to one year into CrossFit is almost every single day ends up being spent or focused at the top of the pyramid. And our job as coaches and what we've really focused on the last maybe, you know, three years, especially, uh, but we continue to try to hone and dial in our message is that sport should be a very small piece of the puzzle, right? It should be a very small focus in your overall health and wellness picture. I always kind of look at it just like the food pyramid. I look at this as this is your treat for doing all of the other things right. So if you have good movement, good mechanics, good consistency there, you've been eating healthy, you're coming in with a positive attitude four to five days a week and training hard, you know, you've developed good conditioning patterns, meaning that, you know, you're not focused a ton on, you know, weight and intensity and competing with the person next to you. If the other things underneath in the pyramid are not dialed in yet, then once you've spent that time, and you've built up that awesome foundation, then like, yeah, let's let loose a little bit. Let's, you know, joke and laugh with the person beside us. And, you know, hey, I'm going to I'm going to kick your ass in this uh, in this next interval. Like, let's go. Let's push each other on the run and let's utilize that little competition piece that kind of sits inside most of us. And let's utilize it for our mutual benefit. And you can see how that sort of makes sense, right? Is if this is something that we do a couple times a month, one or two, right? Okay, I'm, I'm really going to push it today. It's, it's Jackie test out day. It's Murph. It's the unknowns. It's, we have, you know, it's master's challenge coming up this weekend. We have these things that naturally sit on our calendar, And as the programmer for our main programs, and when we talk with Maria for the kids program and for Thrive, everybody does this. We we have these days where competition and intensity are going to be the goal. We have those days built in. They're coming and we space them out as is best for your adaptation and your training value. But the issue becomes when there's a day where It's not supposed to be overly competitive. It's not supposed to be overly intense. It's not supposed to be a day where, you know, you go at RX weights when you're maybe just not there yet and you do it anyway. What you're doing there is you're skipping past the other pieces of the pyramid and you're focusing instead on the sport aspect of it, which is where ego sits, right? It's where, you know, lack of, you know, bad, bad expectations, lack of understanding, lack of self-awareness, where all these things settle is up in this sport category. 
And it's the exact same issue as nutritionally. If we take it back to the food pyramid, if you spend too much time in that, you know, use sparingly. Now, granted, I know the food pyramid's jacked up on the bottom, right? It should be vegetables on the bottom, maybe fruits and meats, uh, you know, in that next tier up, so on. But we won't get into that too much. Let's just focus on the use sparingly. If you spent all your time every single day nutritionally focused on eating Oreos and eating cookies and, you know, eating snacks and treats and potato chips and pretzels and all these other things, drinking beer, all these things that settle up in that use sparingly category. Well, if that's where all your time's spent, what are you going to expect? You're not going to have progress, right? And it's the exact same thing is true inside of CrossFit, inside of fitness. If you're competing, if you're if you're a marathoner and you sign up for five marathons a year, you're just living in too high of an intensity zone. You're competing too much and you're doing it for the ego hit of saying that you completed five marathons or that guy who did, I think, like 30 marathons in 30 days. Like, what a psycho. Like, is trying to accomplish something great, sure. And like, you can have those things, but we have to do it inside of a greater picture. If you're not that person, if you're not somebody who's going to, you know, aim to make national news or aim to be a true professional CrossFit athlete or some of these things. Well, then you're doing this for health and fitness. And if you're doing this for health and fitness, you should maybe have, I don't know, one, maybe two competitions a year, no more, right? So that that includes anything, anything where we're going to be competing, anything where there's going to be a little bit of pressure, you have to sign up, you're going to get nervous about it. There's going to be these things that kind of over like lay over your head. Anytime you have that, you're going to take yourself to that next level during that competition, that next level of intensity. You're going to take the focus outside of what's best for you and go and perform, right? What's best for me when I was, you know, 28 years old was not going and competing at regionals. That was not what was best for my health and fitness, right? That was not like going to get me on this progression to, you know, moving better and feeling good and having no back pain and having no knee pain and all these things. That was not the case, right? And I, those things still mess with me. Like those, those problems are still there because I was focusing on sport, before I had really focused on movement, I had pretty good nutrition. I had a great mental game, but my movement was not there. So I was skipping that third tier and really focusing on the fourth and fifth tier too much. And had I done it the other way, I probably would have been a better athlete. I know I would have been a better athlete and I probably would have hurt less, right? It would have been better for my health and fitness. Uh, so when we start thinking about our year, right? We think about it in macro chunks, one, maybe two competitions, things where you're just going to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. And I do think that everybody should do something like that. It doesn't need to be a CrossFit competition. It doesn't need to be a marathon. It could just be doing a 5k, like a firecracker trot. And you're just going to try to PR your 5k that year. It could just be signing up for, you know, or the turkey trot. Like those are two fun ones that you can just sign up, do them, train a little bit, run a little bit, right? And then go out and push yourself and see if you can PR year over year and have that thing that sits there that you're going to go and compete in. But then you can focus the rest of the year on the other things. 
And when we start to get into issues is people who just like they can sign up for every competition. They compete every weekend. And you guys know these people. They sit around. Right. And they have all the focuses in all the wrong places and they don't know it right away. They don't know it yet. But a lot of times they're doing that at a detriment to their health. I was lucky to have that perspective, at least. And I told people all the time, don't aspire to to be a CrossFit regional or games athlete. Like it's it's not healthy, right? If you're somebody who's got, you know, two or three kids and a full-time job and, you know, you're in your 40s, like you should really just be focused more on your health and fitness. You should not be focused on, you know, coming into our skulls sessions and doing these super competitive workouts and doing all these things. Cause eventually you're going to just either burn out mentally or you're going to jack your body up to a degree. That's just not worth it. Right. So that's what we think about, right? That sport is a use sparingly. So we think about big competitions, right? One, maybe two things a year that you're going to sign up for that you're going to go and do. You can test yourself a little bit and, you know, have some fun with that. That's your, that's your treat, right? That's your dessert. You've earned that from working hard. And then throughout the year inside of the gym, we're going to have all these little micro tests, right? We're going to do Fran a couple times a year. We're going to do Karen. We're going to do Grace. We're going to do Jackie. We're going to do CrossFit Total. We're going to max our deadlift. We're going to max our squat. We're going to do all these different little pieces. We spread them out intentionally. And your time in between that is needs to be focused on, you know, movement. So your mechanics, your technique capacity. So your strength and your range of motion and the consistency of that movement. Then it needs to be focused on building your conditioning up. So making sure that your energy pathways are equal, right? We talked about that in the last one. So we're not too overloaded on being great sprinter, but having no nothing, no ability to move past two minutes or three minutes and vice versa. We're not somebody who can go out and run for hours, but we can't tap into our intensity at all. And then we build out good recovery and adaptation principles in our body, meaning that, you know, every eight weeks or so, we take three or four days completely off to let our body heal up. You know, we focus on sleep. We focus on other recovery techniques, techniques. We're seeing chiropractors every once in a while. We're getting a massage every once in a while. We're making sure that we're doing some SMR in our body, making sure we keep our joints healthy. We're warming up properly. That's what the time in between is for. And after having done this for a really long time now, I've seen, God, I don't know. I was trying to do the math on this the other day. Let's just call it 50,000 classes, right? Like, I don't know. You figure you know, eight to 10 classes a day for 10 years. Uh, you know, who knows what those those numbers are? It's 3,650. So, so let's call it 30,000. I don't know. Something like that, right? You see these classes and I program all of them and I have a goal. I have a stimulus. I have an idea of what I want it to be. And then you go in and you watch people and, you know, you watch the community and you watch the implementation of it. And every now and again, you get to see somebody and you're like, wow, that person did it exactly the way I want to. They paced it perfectly. Every rep was perfect range of motion. They picked the perfect weight for them. And I get so excited about that. I'm just like, like, yes, like you absolutely got better. You built your consistency and good movement patterns. You got into that higher heart rate zone or you stayed in the lower heart rate zone. That was the goal of this workout. Right. If it was an aerobic based workout and you're laying on your back and you're rolling around and your heart rates in the 190s, like you did not accomplish the stimulus. You pushed into a higher intensity zone than you were supposed to. And you did not get the intended stimulus of that day. And the only way that you can really do this is if you show up and you listen to the coaches. 
And this is one of the hardest things. So for a long time, I did remote programming. Coach would send me a program. And obviously, as somebody who's pretty advanced in reading programs, pretty knowledgeable in all that stuff, there's still times where you don't execute at the intensity or, you know, the competitive level that the remote coach wants. At the end of the day, there is no substitute for somebody watching you start the workout and being able to in the moment say you need to take the weight down because your movement is poor and your intensity is lacking or vice versa. You need to take the work. You need to take the weight down because your movement's poor and you need to be more intense in this. Right. Um, That is absolutely the a number one highest value that you can get. And unfortunately, a lot of people, they, they focus more on what they want to do, right? So they want to compete with the person next to them rather than get the best bang for their buck with this workout. And that's a huge, unfortunate piece of the sport aspect of CrossFit. And if you talk to enough really high level CrossFit coaches and CrossFit programmers and gym owners who have done this for 5, 10, 8, 12, 15 years, they will all tell you that this is the downfall of people over the long run is, you know, as, as Joey Cash would famously say, he thinks he's better than himself, right? Is like, there's this, there's this vibe that comes up and people get to this point and they're not sure where to take things anymore. So every day becomes only about the competition to the left or to the right of them, as opposed to thinking more about it as the competition with your own ego or the competition with yourself. And can I restrain myself if my lower back is bothering me a little bit? Can I restrain myself from going heavy and do the right thing for my health and well-being in the long run? That is competition also. That shows a maturity that is going to allow you to continue to reap the benefits of this exercise regimen for decades. And one of the things that I know is the only way that you get really good at any of this, you get to elite levels of health and fitness, you get to elite levels of CrossFit times and workouts and all these things is consistency over time. That's it has absolutely nothing to do with you pushing and doing 135 grace when you should do 95. That does not help you get there right? It's showing up and getting the stimulus and listening to the coaching staff and trying to work hard on your movement when it's a training day and not making your training days competition days, not taking things into an intensity zone that they are not supposed to be because this is just a training day. Accepting the fact that we don't need to run ourselves into the wall. I just heard a new phrase the other day that I thought was really interesting. I'm not going to get it right. They said it was, it was Ted was the acronym and I think it was like total exercise something. Uh, but basically what he was talking about it as is it was exercise addiction, exertion addiction. And it was this mentality of every day has to exhaust me every day has to be at an RPE 20. And I talked about this on the endurance seminar and it's one of those things I think a lot of people maybe heard a bunch of people maybe listened to, but just it's one of those things like you can't hear it enough and you can't understand it enough. Every issue 
every injury, every setback, everything that you want for your body, for your health, for your fitness, for your blood tests, for your disease prevention, for your kids, for your family, like all of these things from a physical health perspective, all come back to making sure that you have the right focus on the right things every day, right? Is am I fo- is the goal of this workout today for me to be at a 190 heart rate and absolutely smoke myself? If it's a let's let's just create a workout where that is absolutely not the goal, okay? So let's say the workout is run 400 meters, 15 pull-ups, rest 2 minutes. And the goal the coach says is that every round time should be the same. I don't want you to take it out like a bat out of hell on the 400 meters. I want you to come in every single time right at your mile pace. So for me, that would be at like a 120, 125, right? So you come in on your 400 meters right at 120. That is the goal of the workout every single time. Then you take a break, you get chalk, you do your 15 pull-ups, and then you start your two-minute rest. The goal of that workout is not to achieve peak heart rate. But what you'll see is three, two, one, go will happen. And a lot of times we're just going to throw guys under the bus because we are way worse at this than women. Three, two, one, go is going to go. And there's going to be five, six, eight guys in the class. And they're going to be like shoulder to shoulder. And they are taking it out. And that first 100, 150, 200 meters is a sprint. They go out as hard as they possibly can. That first round, then maybe they go like 112 and then they go like 116, then they go like 120 and then it's 124 and then they start slowing down and then they start getting to the point where they're dogging it. Now they're maybe like 130, 135, 140, right? They're finishing the rounds and every time they get in that two minute, if we were to take a little peek at their heart rate, they'd be absolute max, right? They have reached their threshold. Not the point of the day. Not the point of the workout, right? And if we do that every day, the problem is there. Well, there's a bunch of different problems, but let's just talk about, you know, what's going on in your body, right? If we stress ourselves every day, this is always the analogy that I use for this is imagine you are burning yourself. Okay. If I burn myself on my hand, burn the back of my hand, say I put it in the oven and I burn this like big spot on the back of my hand. You guys have probably done that before in your life. Okay. Now, if I go and I put Neosporin on it and I put a bandage on it and, you know, I protect it, I maybe wrap it in gauze for, you know, a few days every night, you know, I take it off, I I take a shower, I clean it and then I re-bandage it appropriately. I let it get some air and then, you know, a week or two goes by and it gets like 90% healed and then, you know what, I do it again right? I burn that hand again. It's like, oh man, okay. So I go back through the same process. I let it heal up. And what's going to happen is if that process keeps going, but you let it heal every single time in between that session, that skin is going to grow back the next time. It's going to be thicker. It's going to be harder. It's going to be callous. It's going to be stronger. It's going to be less burn prone, right? If you guys have ever had anybody in your life who's been, you know, burned or, you know, whatever it might be, let's say it's like, you know, a martial artist and they've been punching things. Like if, if you haven't punched, you know, a hard, like a big heavy bag every single day for like, you know, 10 years, your first day hitting a heavy bag, your hands are going to hurt, right? They're not used to that impact. But over time, they build up a callus on their knuckles. They build up thicker bones, right? Your body starts to adapt, okay? 
And so same thing happens when you burn your hand, you start to adapt, right? And your skin is going to recognize that the back of your hand keeps getting burned. And so the skin it's going to grow back is going to become harder, more resilient, right? The nerve endings are going to start to change and you're going to start to maybe feel it less. It's going to hurt less, right? You're going to be more used to it. However, if I burn my hand today and then I go back tomorrow and I, and I don't do anything to it, I just let the burn sit and I don't protect it. I go back tomorrow and I burn my hand tomorrow and I burn my hand the next day and I burn my hand the next day. Eventually I'm going to burn through and I'm going to do serious damage to the nerves and muscles in my hand. And the same thing is true when it comes to exercise. If you show up every single day and you're not focused on your movement, you haven't eaten healthy appropriately, you're not in the right mental state, which mental state basically is this, right? You're not in the right mental state because you're pushing competitively when maybe you ate and drank all weekend and you're you know tired and you're in a negative mindset so you don't listen to what the coach says your movement's not great you pick a weight that you can't do because it's grace day and fuck it let's just see what happens because i got to compete with the guy to the left and right of me you can see how when we put that hypothetical out there it seems ridiculous that people do it however it happens all the time And it happens on days where it's not even grace. It's just another workout. It's just training for training value, right? We're just, you know, we're hitting on these couple things and it's a time and an opportunity to work on a better squat, to work on a better kip, to work on activating your abs and having a good brace and doing these different things. And this focus on sport, on intensity, on competition, when it's not warranted, when you're not ready for it, It only leads one direction. And I was having this conversation with Vanessa the other day. She had said she had noticed and recognized that some of the coaches have been doing a much better job of taking rest days and being aware of that and being aware of their body and all these different things. There's few things that I'm more proud of than that, because if you can get this message, if you can learn this message If it catches you at the right time and you can adjust the bottom of the pyramid, if you can adjust your mental attitude, your state, then you're going to be able to do this for 10, 12, 15, 20 years. And you're going to achieve this level of fitness that is truly elite and is amazing. If you follow the pyramid, if you actually are really working on your nutrition, you pay attention, you spend 30, 40 minutes every day working on your mental health and your movement, and then you come in consistently four to five days a week and you work on your energy systems and your conditioning and your strength and your range of motion, and you do that over 20 years, you are going to be a just amazingly fit 30, 40, 50, 60 year old person. And that's the goal. But what we know is that if you instead skip the pyramid and you focus on sport and you focus on intensity and you overcompete and you run your head into the wall every day, RP is rate of perceived exertion. 20 is the highest level. I can I call 20 running headfirst into a brick wall, right? We don't do it often. We definitely don't recommend it often. But there are some people who show up three, four, five days a week and they do it five days a week. Every single time they come into the gym. 
And the only explanation for it, the only thing that I can figure is there's some thing wrong with the bottom of the pyramid. There's some mental thing that's just not in the right place, right? They're, they're self-conscious about how they're going to be perceived or they're egotistical and they want to, you know, focus on beating other people. And that gives them a feeling that they enjoy more than being worried about their longevity. I don't know what it is, but it does come back to something where we need to be internally focused on what is best for us. And when we lose sight of that, when we get this exertion addiction or this exercise addiction and we can't reel things back 5%, 10%, that is a problem. That is a serious problem, right? That is something where if it's not held in check, it is going to lead to something negative in the future. And what we see is that when we try to recommend this to people, I get one of two reactions, right? People who I have a really good trusting relationship with as a coach, they'll sit. Sometimes they'll take it at face value. They don't always put it into action the right way, but sometimes they'll take it at face value. They'll say, you're right. They do well for three months, six months, 12 months, and then their nature starts to take back over. And then we have to have the talk again. And that's okay. That's good, right? That's having that talk, having somebody help and guide you through, like that's probably about as good as we're going to get without doing just straight, you know, $2,000 a month personal training. And I have coaches eyes on me and 100% attention every single day, right? That's probably as good as we're going to get is, you know, every once a year, twice a year, we do a little check-in and we say, you know, Hey, I think you're, you're going too hard too often. Your nutrition's not dialed in your movements breaking down. You're not recovering in between your sessions to take the analogy back you're burning yourself too frequently like you're going too hard too often and you're not able to recover and so you're digging yourself into this pit that's going to lead to either injury or burnout so I recognize that I'm going to tell you about it and then you adjust and you make the changes and we start to have some positivity come out of that the other end of it is that blame, complain, defend nature comes over people and they start to say, you're trying to keep me down or you don't know, like you, you know, you're, you just want me to not get better or, you know, I don't, I don't even know. Like it's, it's, that's sometimes how, like how it ends up coming out, which is crazy to me. Like, I can't understand how you think that, I would ever bring that up with that being my goal in mind. Like what would my end be as a coach and a business owner who only will do well if you continue to get better, right? And only will do worse if you get hurt or burned out. What would my angle be in recommending this to you? But we see it all the time. And so people get a lot of times they get upset. And a lot of times it's it's similar groups of people. They don't listen to the coaching staff. They don't respect the coaches or the programming and the way that it's supposed to be done. And they instead focus solely on competition and trying to beat the person next to them. And, you know, all these other things that, you know, in my opinion, come from an ego base and they they blame everything on other outside sources. This is why I'm not getting better. This is why I don't want to get it. They complain about things and they defend themselves. And then that's a one way street to them just quitting, right? Because that's not what our community is about. 
and I'm fine with it. It's it's something where they need to go through a maturation process to understand why they're doing this, why they're doing what they're doing, why they're exercising, right? Why are they involved with health and fitness? They just don't get it yet. And that's fine. And the goal, one of the big goals of this podcast is to have these discussions as you guys are somewhere along this journey so that this might catch you at the right time. Or if you're just not there yet, if this hasn't started to happen to you or you've never felt this before, then when it does come, because it will in the future at some point, when it does come, you'll be able to hopefully see it, feel it, be aware of it and course correct. You know what? Hey, my body's starting to break down. It's not feeling great. I'm not sleeping very well. You know, I, I don't I don't feel like I've had any umph in workouts lately. You know, okay, let's what I feel like I'm getting to like this this stage where I'm just not getting any better. Okay, cool. Awesome. Step one, right? My my goal would always be I want to I want to talk to a coach. I want to talk them through and tell them everything that I've been doing. I want to walk through the pyramid from the base up. All right, let's talk about where we're at mentally. Let's talk about where our nutrition's at. Where where's my movement? Where's my recovery? Where's my adaptation process? Like how am I getting better at these things? Let's walk through it step by step. And every single time that somebody gives a coach that opportunity, it's very clear. It's very obvious what the next steps are. A lot of time it's either going to be, look, we've, you know, we thought our nutrition was great and it maybe actually wasn't. Or we thought that we were coming in and focusing on our, you know, movement and mobility, but actually we just kind of talk during the warm up. We don't really go through a real warm up very well. We don't focus on that. And then we just start kind of doing heavy squats without really warming up. And that's a problem, right? Or our recovery is not dialed in. We're not sleeping enough. Uh, you know, we're not, you know, eating for muscle growth and building and support for the muscles that and the workouts and the, the stress that we're putting on everything. And so that's breaking down. OK, somewhere along the road, s- things are breaking down and it's just like anything. Like if you're on the outside of let's say one of your friends relationships and things aren't going well, it's usually like pretty easy to see what's wrong there, right? Like you can usually just kind of look at it and be like, wow, like she's super controlling or you know, he's kind of a dick and you know, he like doesn't respect her and you, you can see it really pretty easily. But when you're in it, when you're in the middle of the day to day, when you're the one, you know, putting the emotional energy into things, sometimes it's hard to have that zoom out mentality and be able to see it. But when we get into next week and we talk about community and support, like that's what the other people are around you for in this is to help you with this stuff, to help guide you. We've had all kinds of people that have gone through these ups and downs in our community that can help support you. Almost everything that you're going to experience, somebody else in the community has, one of the coaches has, and if they haven't personally experienced, they're well aware of the right answer or the right person to point you to so that you can start to get answers to make the right next move. But... This all goes back to, and this is kind of circular in this way. Maybe instead of a pyramid, we should have like a uh, like a life cycle, right? The circle where it just kind of right, like sport just brings you right back to mental. Uh, because I do feel like the issue here, the issue with sport, is all just not being in the right mental state. 
right? Is being focused on other things and being focused too much on, you know, what our Instagram following thinks about our gym experience or what we're doing or, you know, what our, you know, kids or what the other people in class or what the coaches think about us. And we're trying to impress people when we're working out rather than just thinking about what's truly best for us. And, you know, to be truly candid, like I, I have really struggled with this. Like when I was a younger person and I started to get into CrossFit and I started to be kind of good at it, like that was one of those things from an ego perspective, I really struggled with it. I wanted to show off. I wanted to, you know, post on Instagram, these PRs, and I wanted to do these things to feed my ego. I had that problem. Right. If I really break it down, I probably got really into competitive CrossFit because it fed my ego when I was younger. But now I see the back end of that and I see that feeding that ego doesn't do you a lot of favors, both physically and mentally. And stepping away from that is very freeing and is really just good for your mental health and mental well-being and honestly for me very good for my physical well-being because they were so intertwined with each other and maria always talks about how you know i need to talk more about you know how i've made all of these errors the things that i talk about are coming a lot from experience of my failures and i don't spend enough time telling you guys and talking through the fact that i'm recognizing or I'm talking on these subjects because I made these mistakes and I have made friendship in the light of not letting other people repeat the same mistakes that I made. And I'm sure if you guys have made mistakes that are especially like big mistakes and you have kids, you don't want your kids to repeat those mistakes Right. If you got pregnant when you were 16 and you thought, you know, man, that that really changed the course of my life. And, you know, I I really want my kids like I didn't get to experience college. You know, I've struggled with work stuff ever since I didn't have a great relationship and I had to raise them as a single parent. And you had some of these things and that was really hard for you. And you feel like it was just a a stupid mistake. Right. Like you weren't you know, having protected sex when you're young, whatever it might be. If that was your mistake and you think that that was a mistake and you you don't want your kid to go through that, well, then I would hope that you would talk to them about it and that you would try to guide them in the ways. Let them make their own decisions, but try to make them aware of how that mistake impacted you. And that's what friendship is about. And that's what podcast is about. And the only real guidance I have is just now from trying to say, like, look, I made these mistakes. Right. I I jacked the pyramid from upside down to all around. I didn't really start working on my mental health until about three years ago. Right. And I was always strong mentally inside of workouts, but I was not strong mentally enough to take a step back every once in a while, have some balance, do the right things and focus on movement quality and focus on nutrition. Little things like challenging myself to eat more vegetables and to have a better diet when I was competing at a really high level. Seek out coaching, seek out nutrition coaching, surround myself with people who would have told me that my movement was my biggest issue that needed fixing. Had I done that early on, I would have been so much better across every spectrum of that. 
I know for a fact that I would have been had better longevity in the sport. My body would have felt better or would have had less injuries. That would have saved me money because I wouldn't have had to go to chiropractor and massage therapists like two times a week, every week for years. That would have given me less mental and physical anguish. I would have slept better. I would have been in a better mental state, positive attitude. All these different things that I could have just gained had I started at the bottom of the pyramid. But it's a journey, right? We're all on this journey together. And that's what's amazing. That's what we're going to talk about next week is the community and support is we're all on this big lifeline, right? This, this long kind of stretch and you find things at different places and finding things at different places isn't the issue. It's just that we found them at all. Like I'm just thankful to have found this before I was 80 or to have some of the knowledge that I have from a physical, emotional standpoint while I'm young. Know that nutrition is never going to be an issue for me. Exercise is never going to be an issue for me, right? Having that understanding early in life is fantastic. And so as we start to hand this down and pay it forward, I want you guys to think about, you know, where you're at in this. And I hope that this, I know that for a fact, just because I know who listens to the podcast, I know that this will hit some of you guys maybe at the right time and in a different way. And my hope is that we as a group can learn and grow from each other's mistakes, communicate about them and help each other progress to that next stage, that next evolution of kind of who we want to be and where we want to be. And so as we discussed sport, guys, a lot of what I discussed on sport here wasn't actually about how to get better at the intensity of competition. Because, and here's your secret, this is your big tip. Are you ready? To get better at intensity and to get better at competition means doing the better, the things below on the pyramid better. That's it. Getting better at the fundamentals. That's all it is. And I'll give you another little life tip. Everything in life is, the, is true the exact same way. There is nothing else. So if we know that, Whatever pursuit we want to take on, whatever thing that we want to be world class at, the system is the exact same. Seek out an amazing coach in that space. Ask them, what are the fundamentals of this thing? If I want to play piano, find the best music coach I can and say, what are the fundamentals of piano that if I get world class at, that I will have unlimited potential? What do most people fail at in this pursuit of being a great pianist? What do they struggle with? Where, is there, where do they fail? And how can I avoid that? And if you ask a great coach that question, they will have a very simple answer for you. It's not going to be complex a lot of the time. It's just going to be learning that, you know, you, you practice your octave scales. You learn how to read music. I don't know anything about music, so I have no clue if that's right. But that's the right process. It's true for anything. What do you want to what do you want to do? What do you want to what do you want to be great at? Do you want to be a, do you want to pick up rock climbing? Do you want to pick up martial arts? Do you want to pick up a foreign language like any of those things? It's the same thing. Find a great coach ask those questions and then get somebody who's going to hold you accountable to those fundamentals. 
and that's it. And then just be obsessed with getting better at them. Be obsessed with working. So for us, it's be obsessed with working on your mental attitude, present and aware, committed, positive, work on your nutrition, right? Dial things in, be perfect as much as you possibly can, build consistency and make it work for your life. Then work on your movements, mechanics, mobility, technique. Then build strength, as much strength as you can, so long as your mechanics, mobility, and technique are still sound. Do that consistently over time. Build up your energy pathways so you are super well-rounded across every possible conditioning pathway. Build your recovery and adaptation techniques. And if you do those things, you will be a formidable opponent in any pursuit that you go after, whether that be a 5K, an adventure race, CrossFit competition, lifting competition, doesn't matter. You'll be prepared for it because you did the right things the right way. Looking forward to talking next week about community and support. Love you guys. Hope you have a great week. Thanks.